Welcome to Daniela Garcia's podcast, where faith and womanhood intertwine. Join me on this journey of testimonies, empowerment, and spiritual growth. I'm your host, Daniela Garcia, and together let's explore the beauty of Christian living and the unique experiences of being a woman of faith. Today's woman's topic is purity. I am excited to get into this topic. If you have went back and watched the first episode about my testimony, this also goes hand in hand with that as well. And I give God all the glory with that testimony. And I hope you guys enjoyed it as well. Amen. So yes, today we are talking about purity. Now, the Lord, I put this in my heart. I was like, Lord, what do you want to talk about the next episode? What is something that you want me to talk about? And I heard purity. Right now, this is a topic and discussion that many Christians, honestly, I feel should be speaking up about way more in a world full of hookup culture, one night stands and and doing things my way. It needs to be talked about more. Now, purity is not just sexual purity. So we'll go into that because when purity comes into mind, people instantly think, oh, like abstaining from sexual immorality and waiting till marriage. And yes, that is part of it. But there is so much more to purity than just abstaining from sex. So first things first is what is the definition of purity? The definition of purity is the condition or quality of being pure and freedom from anything that contaminates or pollutes. Now again, purity is not just about sexual immorality or sexual purity, but it's also our heart, mind, and soul. God calls us to live a life that is holy and free from evil and wicked ways. Purity should be our ultimate goal as believers who've received Jesus as their Lord and Savior to live in a way that honors God so we're able to be a clean vessel for him to use. The importance of being a clean vessel, holy and set apart for the master's use. The illustration that I've got to tie in with this is fire. John the Baptist was telling the people he was baptizing. He baptizes with water, but there's one coming that is greater than him, and he will baptize you in the Holy Spirit and fire. And when I first got saved, I'd ask the Lord, I'm like, Lord, what is this fire that they're talking about? Fire purifies, it cleanses. So the illustration that I got, the illustration I got is Fire purifies and melts down things into such as gold and silver. So when you put metal or gold into the fire, it turns into a liquid, but then you're able to mold it easier than you would if now it's just solid. When it, But then when you put that in the fire, it melts and you're able to form it in a way that you'd want it to, you want it to be, right? So you may have heard the phrase refiner's fire. Now, if you would turn with me, which is from Malachi chapter three, verse two to three. So if you can turn with me 
to the word, please. Malachi chapter 3, verse 2 to 3. Please open your Bibles with me. Starting at verse 2. But who can endure the day of his coming? And who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire and like launder's soap. He will sit as a refiner and a purifier of silver. He will purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver, that they may offer to the Lord an offering in righteousness. Amen. God purifies us from the inside out, and the world tries to contaminate us from the outside in. Now, I'm going to be going over five different ways on how to remain pure according to the word, and we're going to dive deeper into that. I just want to talk about the foundation of why it's important to be pure and what that process looks like. Now, it's different for everyone, but for me personally, again, if you went back to watch my testimony, it was honestly shortened than really what I wanted to go into. Um, My testimony is a lot longer than what I shared but I just shared what the Lord wanted me to. And I know there's going to be different episodes and different topics and things where I'll be telling different parts of the testimony that comes out. But after I got saved, the Lord took me through a purification process because I, I was living a lifestyle of sin. I was contaminated (laughs) because I was full of the world. Now the Lord was switching me over from obviously cleaning me out from the world to his kingdom. And for him to be ordered to use me, and I saw an increase of him using me as I began to allow him to do the work of purifying me. God will take every person, especially every person through a purification process. And I'm not going to put a time limit on on it because we have never fully arrived. I feel like there's always things that the Lord is teaching us and wants us to work on, especially coming from the world, there is a lot of learning to be done. Basically, when you go from milk to meat, like there's a process, right? When you go from milk to meat, meaning baby Christian feeding on little of the word, and then you go into meat and you mature in your walk with the Lord, you mature on the word and your character with God. It's it's very similar to the purification process. Now, for me, that looked like, again, with my testimony, like I was addicted to pornography. I was an alcoholic and I was cursing, obviously, like a sailor. I mean, that's the language of the world. I was just contaminated. And it was so quick for me. Like the the purifying process for me, like I'm not saying like I'm not all the way there yet as I want to be. Like there's still a lot of, so like there's still a lot of laying down I need to learn to do daily with the Lord. So I'm not sitting here being like, oh, I'm so holy now. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely, I'm saved. Amen. But I'm just saying there's things that the Lord is, is still taking me through a process of healing and maturing in my walk with God. Yeah. So in the beginning, like this is within a couple of months after I gave my life to the Lord in January of 2020, I was in a relationship with someone as well as I was also going out and drinking, right? And remember I had mentioned that when I went back to this lifestyle, it felt different. It wasn't the same because the conviction of the Holy Spirit was there. And I knew I was doing something wrong. And because of how I felt when I did something wrong, 
which was the conviction of the Holy Ghost, I didn't want to do it again because of how it made me feel. Because at that time, I didn't realize that Jesus was living in me. I I hadn't got that revelation yet of like the Holy Ghost, Jesus was literally living in my body. And I remember even in the early days of like talking to him and literally thinking he was just in the sky. And I would just hear repeatedly in my spirit, like, I'm in you, I'm in you, I'm in you, I'm in you. And then he led me to the scripture. Um, I'm not, I don't remember where it is, but it says, if, if, if you abide in me, if you abide in me, I'll abide in you. Again, like I was just thinking, okay, I can go back to the ways of the world and kind of just do my own thing. And it just was so distasteful to me. Like for instance, when I switched from drink, it just, for me, like every, again, everyone's purification process is different. It's different timings. It's different things the Lord is, is purifying you from. But for me, it was really quick because I was willing to let go of what was holding me back because I was filling myself. I was trying to fulfill that void with other things. When Jesus filled me out, so I no longer needed those things. Do you see what I mean? Like I was filling up myself with instant and temporary gratification. Instant and temporary gratification, temporal things. Until I got a taste of the river. I got a taste of Jesus. I got a taste of the Holy Ghost. And he filled me up. So I no longer desired those things. And for some people, it's hard to let go of those things. But for me, it wasn't because I had tasted the world for so long and it came to my breaking point where I was willing to surrender it and willing to let it go because of the fullness I'm getting from the Lord. So when I was trying to go back to drinking, I just it started to taste nasty to me. And then I was dating someone at the time and again we had had an intimate moment and instantly i was like ew i felt so filthy afterwards and then the lord led me to the scripture of how when you are when you are committing sexual immorality with someone you're not just sinning you're not just sinning against god but you're sinning against yourself you're defiling your own body. You're causing destruction to your own body. And I was fe- I was reaping that. And I felt that. And I literally felt disgusted. I was like, oh my goodness. Like, this is not... I just... I, I just it just felt gross. Even talking about it right now, it just makes me feel like, ugh. <laughs> like the Lord has delivered me and cleansed me from anything of my past. But I'm just saying, like, even the thought of of doing something like that disgusts me now because I now realize that I was sinning against myself. And the Holy Ghost convicts you, right? So instantly, like, things were being pulled away from me that I once enjoyed, no longer enjoyed because the Lord was taking me through a purification process. So he was cleaning me from the inside out almost immediately like it obviously like there's still some attitudes to work on and and you know like renewing the mind with the word also but I'm just saying like full on like worldly stuff like the music especially the music every time I listen to worldly music I would become convicted because I was like this is not 
um, glorifying God of what they're talking about. Yeah, the beats may be okay, but I know the way the way I knew is because after I would li- I would spend time with the Lord, and then I would try. I would try to go listen to worldly music like Drake and like Party Next Door were some of my favorites. Yeah, like SZA. Just trying, just when I listened to them, I just instantly would felt conviction in my spirit. For those of you that don't know what conviction in your spirit is, it's just, it's the feeling of like you're doing something wrong. When you're doing something and like your parent tells you not to do it and yet you go do it anyway like so yeah the conviction was just so strong it's just so strong on me and i i inst i pretty much honestly within a couple of months instantly lost the desire for those things and i just i had no desire for it so going off of that like the lord the reason why i tell that part is to show you that the Lord is was cleaning me out from the inside out. So he was able to use me more and able to mature me in the things of God. Because imagine if I chose not to let those things go, I would have stayed at the level I'm at because I wouldn't have allowed God to do the work in me. Because also when the Lord does the work in you and purifies you from the inside and out, you also grow in the things of God because you become more mature in the things of God. You understand the word better in the things of God. And you're not pulled back by the weightiness of the world. You're not pulled back by the waves of this world. But you're able to be like, you're able to make a decision and be like, no, I'm no longer going to dibble dabble. Even for like lukewarm Christians. Like you can't have both worlds. You gotta you gotta leave one and 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 follow the other. You gotta you you can't you can't have both. You gotta choose either light or darkness. You gotta choose. And you can't dibble dabble in both the world and the things of God. Yeah. So going back to the fire, the fire of God purifies and cleanses. And removes the stains and the dirt of your life. Now, man looks at the outer appearance. They look at your qualifications, your work, um, how well are you liked. For these days, it's like, oh, how many followers do you have? And da-da-da. Like, <laughs> that's the outer appearance. That's just seeing you from, like, a man's view. But God doesn't look at those things and how we look at look at things. God looks at the heart. He looks at the matter of the heart. So he knows a person by their heart. So it's not even up to us at all to judge someone based off of what they've done, because we don't know what their heart, what their heart is like. Only God knows what the heart is like. So you should never judge someone or look down on someone based off of what they've done because you don't know what their heart is. Only God can do that, right? The fire purifies. The fire purifies. And the fire of God consumes. All wickedness and the blood of Jesus cleanses. The blood of Jesus cleanses. And without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. And when you give your life to the Lord, 
His blood washes away all that sin. It washes away every sin. It's under the blood. All the sins I have committed is under the blood because I am now a new creation in Christ and God has washed me clean from the inside out. And even during those the, the beginning of that purification process, like I said, like it was fairly quick for me to let go of things of the world, but that doesn't mean that there wasn't times I slipped up in those beginning stages. I'm not saying now because now I've made up my mind like I'm waiting till marriage. I'm not I'm not going to drink because I've tasted the new wine from heaven. I don't do drugs. So I've already made I've already made that decision that I'm not going back to that. But I'm speaking from the terms of when I first got saved and the Lord was taking me through that process. There wasn't times that I was weak in those areas where I could have slipped or I almost slipped. And when those moments would happen, the Lord would have me read um, Psalms 51, which we're going to pray actually at the end of this podcast. Psalms 51, every single time I felt like that, I would wash me, Lord, and make me whiter than snow. I, I I knew I was clean. You know, you just you just know, like, the point in my walk with God where I'll know instantly if, like, something is, if, if something is trying to be planted in my heart or I've done something wrong or I've said something wrong, I'll feel the heaviness on my heart. And then I immediately bring it to God. I immediately bring it to God and be like, Lord, please tell me what it is so I can do better. You know, help me, Lord. Help me, God, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, me pray Psalms 51. And the word helped me get through those times of going through the fire. And I'll say this, like the purification process, going through the fire, like ha- the Lord taking you to the fire is not a comfortable thing, okay? It's not <laughs> if you think it's gonna be like, yes. It's just the more you submit to the process of God purifying you and bringing you through that fire, the easier it will be. But if you're kicking and screaming and fighting with God, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a long process and it's going to be a painful one. But when you un- allow God to do that work in you, and be like, Lord, I don't want this anymore. I need help with this. It's going to be a much easier process for you. Okay, so let's read some scriptures together. So we've got a good foundation here. Purity means to abstain, obviously, from anything that is that is unclean, that is contaminated, right? So the world tries to throw a lot of contamination at us, whether that's visually through social media, like random things will pop up, or even billboards and models. It's just all over the place. Like, it just constantly is is throwing up in your face but it's up to us as believers to guard our eyes and our mind and our heart to protect ourselves from those from the world and those things so let's read some scriptures together on what god says about purity and why it's important to remain pure and live a holy life, live a clean life. And also to like live a clean and holy life so like nobody accuses you for anything. You know, by the way that you live, like people 
like I said, men look at the outer appearance. God looks at the heart. At the end of the day, you're living to please God, not man. But live a life that represents God. Do everything to glorify God. Like unbelievers need to know without you even saying you're a Christian, that you're different, that you're set apart, that there's something different about you. So live a life that honors the Lord. Live a life that that is clean. So that way no one can accuse you of anything. Because the, the devil is an accuser of the brethren. He's an accuser of the brethren. Have boundaries and where you need to have boundaries. And I want to say this is which I'm also, I'm excited to mention this. Thank you, Lord. Also avoiding the appearance of evil. Now that's something, that's another topic on this podcast that's going to be talked about, which I'm excited to share because this was taught to me by, and this was taught to me in Bible school. When I was in Bible school at the river in Tampa Bay, um, they passed, one of the pastors was talking about the appearance of evil and the importance of knowing and living a clean and godly life. So we are going to talk about that as well. And I'm going to have my friend Kelly discuss that with me. So purity is not going to be the only time we talk about this. I'm definitely going to bring this up more and more. Like I said, I feel like many Christians should be talking about this more because I feel like some people don't understand it. Because the way I grew up, at least, you know, because I was atheist, but my parents were Catholic. But all we were told was, don't have sex, it's bad. That's what a majority of people who are brought up in church, they they literally leave it at that. Don't have sex because it's bad. Like, okay, you need to explain why it's bad. You need to explain why it's bad. You're sinning against yourself. You're causing soul ties with people that are not your spouse. So there's a whole list of things on why it's bad, but it's a lot deep. Purity is a lot deeper than just abstaining from sex until marriage, right? But yeah, this won't be the only time we talk about purity. I am going to be bringing on my friend Kelly to discuss more about this topic as well as as well as the um as, as well as the appearance of evil. Avoiding the appearance of evil, I mean, avoiding the appearance of evil and boundaries and purity in Christian relationships with friends or even with with courtship as well, too. So I'm really excited. So ladies, please do stay tuned for that because we're going to be answering a lot of questions that a lot of Christian girls are and guys, honestly, too, are asking and wondering. But anyways, yeah, I just wanted to throw that in there real quick is that we will be, there will be a part two to this and it'll be with my friend Kelly. Please grab your Bible and turn with me to 2 Timothy 2.21. And I'm reading in the New King James Version. And it says, therefore, if anyone cleanses himself or herself from the latter, he or she will be a vessel of honor, sanctified and useful for the master prepared for every good work. And then I'm also, I also feel to read 22 as well too. Um, flee also youthful lust and pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Out of a pure heart. 
So in order to be used by God is to remain pure and sanctified and useful for his use for every good work. Yeah, so in order for God to use you in the things of God, using the kingdom, you need to have a pure and clean heart. Because out of the heart, the abundance of life flows. Out of the heart, the mouth speaks. So whatever you're full of in your heart will come out of your mouth. That's why it's important to watch what you speak. And that ties into your mouth and the power of life and death in your tongue, which we will also be talking about as well. Whatever you're full of is going to eventually come out. You want to know what is in a person in a person or how they are? Listen to how they speak. Listen to how they talk. Because how a person speaks, how a person talks is what they're full of, right? That's 2 Timothy 2.21. The next verse is Colossians 3.5. And it says here, Therefore put to death your members, which are on the earth, fornication, uncleansiness, passion, evil desire, covetousness, which is idolatry. You're probably like, Daniela, what is covetousness? I have never heard that word before. Well, let me tell you. Covetousness is having the feeling or having a strong desire for things that other people have. So basically like lusting after what people have. Like, if someone has something, like maybe they have like five cars and you're like, oh, I want those five cars. I want that. Like, Lord, why can't I have that? I want that. You're coveting. Wanting what someone else has is covetousness. Now you can believe the Lord for something similar. Be like, Lord, thank you for, I received that one day. But don't covet after what they have. Verse we're going to read is First Timothy 5.22. Do not lay hands on anyone hastily nor share in other people's sins. Keep yourself pure. Amen. Let's read that again. Do not lay hands on someone hastily, nor share in other people's sins. Keep yourself pure. Now, why does he say that? Because when you lay hands on someone, you are imparting something. There is impartation that takes place when you lay hands on someone. That's why. Me personally, I don't allow anyone to just lay hands on me and pray for me. I don't. And I was taught that in Bible school as well too. But yeah, I don't I don't allow anyone to just come and lay hands on me or just anyone to come and speak into my life because it's impartation and you are giving that person access to speak into your life and to lay hands on you to impart something. You I don't know what you're imparting. Are your hands clean with the Lord? Is your heart clean with the Lord? And you might be imparting something on me. Like before you lay hands on anyone, make sure your heart is right with God. Make sure your heart and your hands are clean and right with the Lord before you go out laying hands on people to impart things on them. And I remember my pastor saying recently, he was like, I have to come, I have to be right and come right when I come to the altar because whatever I preach is impartation to you guys. Yeah, when you lay hands on someone, your hands should be pure, your heart should be pure before the Lord. 
when you're imparting something. So you don't impart things that you're carrying on that person, right? Next is Matthew 5, 8. Matthew 5, 8. <laughs> this is one of my favorite verses. I love to meditate on the scripture. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Amen. 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 Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. So you cannot see God without a pure heart. So anything that is clogging you, any type of bitterness, hurt, church hurt, offense, whatever it is, make sure that's clean. Make sure that's cleaned out before the Lord. Release it to the Lord. Because it says right here, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall be the ones to see God. You don't want to stand before the Lord with a clogged heart. Trust me. Or unforgiveness. Ooh, unforgiveness is another one. Because the Bible says that Jesus won't forgive us for our sins if we have not forgiven others. So make sure you forgive that person that has wronged you or hurt you in any way. And release them to the Lord so it doesn't stop you from hearing God and it doesn't stop you from receiving the blessings of God. Amen. The last verse we'll read before going into how to remain pure in prayer is 1 Corinthians 7 2. Y'all, can I just say I love first and second Corinthians and Romans? Oh my goodness. I guess we're so tired. <laughs> okay, 1 Corinthians 7 2 is mostly about the married and unmarried, which I also love to read. Nevertheless, because of sexual immorality, let each man have his own wife and let each woman have her own husband. Amen. So yes, this will be another topic for another episode (laughs) because I am not married yet. My Boaz is on his way in the near future though. (laughs) But the Lord has been taking me, renewing my mind when it comes to marriage because my relationships, my relationships weren't so great in the past and I didn't have an, I didn't have a healthy understanding of what marriage, kingdom marriage looks like and the importance of waiting till marriage and what it looks like to submit to your husband and be pure, be submissive. So the Lord has been changing and renewing my mind towards marriage recently um, on a whole different outlook. Like now I know like marriage is not just, marriage is not even just a way to have sex. Marriage is literally to marry with purpose. Like my future spouse has to have the same purpose as me the same vision as me our our, me and my future husband's purpose have to align in order for us to operate well together and our marriage should glorify god our marriage is to glorify god as well and there's protection in being in a covenant marriage and having the husband as a leader because when i was in the world I wanted to dominate men. Honestly, I did not like them. I did not like men and I wanted to dominate over them. And I I thought I was superior to them. I thought I didn't need them. 
but the Lord has changed my completely changed my view of marriage and men 360 once I got saved um, and had to humble me for sure when it came to thinking like that I could dominate the man. Like, no, no, there's beauty and submissiveness. There's beauty in being gentle. There's protection in being submissive. And there's something beautiful about being gentle. And that's one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit is self-control, gentleness, meekness, kindness are all important as a woman of God. And just smoothing out those rough edges to compliment my husband and to be the best helpmate that I can for my future spouse. And that's all preparation, amen? So yeah, I really encourage my single ladies to, and honestly married too, I mean, either or, but, um, because either way, it's for marriage and it's from the Bible. <laughs> but definitely for my single ladies, I encourage you to go read First Corinthians chapter 7. Especially if the Lord, if you're coming, if the Lord is renewing your mind about marriage and men. And you came from like the worldly culture and thought it was normal to like dominate the men and stuff like that. Um, read First Corinthians 7 about the principles of marriage and why it's important to know the principles of marriage and keeping your marriage vows. Amen. And the protection of being married. So yeah, read 1 Corinthians 7. Read the whole chapter. But now let's go into five ways on how to remain pure according to the word. Amen. So number one is protect your thoughts. Now, how do you protect your thoughts? You protect your thoughts by meditating on the word of God and renewing your mind on the word of God. So let's see what the Bible says. Let's turn to Philippians chapter four, verse eight. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. Amen. Yeah, so meditate on heavenly things. Meditate on the kingdom, the word, the word of God above all things. Meditate on the word of God. Because then you're renewing your mind to the word and you're also feeding your spirit. You're feeding your spirit as well, the word. And then it also builds your faith. It builds your faith. And how can you meditate on the word? What are some ways you can protect your thoughts by meditating on the word? If you don't have time to read your word sometimes, you're busy throughout the day. You can find one scripture and stand on that. Or you can play it. You can play on audio. They have many, um, no, they have all the books, the whole Bible on YouTube. You can just go in there and play one of the videos from one of the chapters in the Bible and listen to it. You can listen to it while you're driving, play, you know, one of the chapters on there. You can listen to a podcast sermon while driving, you know, on your lunch break, you can quickly listen to a podcast or play a scripture video or play some, yeah. So there, that's different ways that you can meditate on the word 
is read the word or listen to the word. <laughs> yeah, read the word or listen to the word. Just find whatever works for you. Number two is stop complaining. Now, this is one I definitely have to work on. I have to work on all of these, but especially um, stop complaining part. Because I was a complainer. <laughs> and even now and then, the Lord has to be like, the Holy Ghost checks me like, ah, stop complaining, stop complaining. Because it's like, what do, what good does it do to complain? Seriously. And I'm speaking to myself too. I'm speaking to myself here. What good is it to complain about your situation? Like what, like Matthew 6, 33, like what, what does it, what does it, you gain? Do you gain another day by worrying and, and complaining about things? Like, you know, I totally get it. What's working on me with that? <laughs> I'm preaching myself happy. You know, sometimes when you, when you're speaking, when you're speaking or praying for someone or encouraging others, like it's also what you need to, like, I feel like I'm also preaching to myself. <laughs> that happens sometimes. But yes, number two is stop complaining. So let's, there's actually two verses I put down here for that. So first one is still in Philippians. So stay there. Go to Philippians 2 verse 14 no philippians 2 verse 14 and 15 do all things without complaining and disputing that you may become blameless and harmless children of god without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you shine as lights in the world hold fast the word of life so that I may rejoice in the day of Christ that I have not run in vain or labored in vain. Amen. Yeah. So don't complain so you can remain blameless as children of God. Amen. And the next verse for the stop complaining is 1 Peter 2. 1 Peter 2, 1 through 25. 1 through 25. 1 Peter, 1 Peter 2, 1 through 25. Therefore, laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking, as newborn babies, desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. Verse 4. Coming to him as a as to coming to him as to a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious. You also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Therefore, it is also contained in the scripture. Behold, I lay in Zion, a chief cornerstone, elect precious. And he who believes on him will by no means be put to shame. Therefore, to you who believe, he is precious. But to those who are disobedient, the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. They stumble being disobedient to the word to they also were appointed. But you, I had to put my name in it. So you, Daniela. You, whoever is listening on the other side of the screen, are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, 
a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, who once were not a people, who once were not a people, but are now the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but now have mercy. Beloved, I beg you as sojourners, sojourners and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lust, which war against the soul. Yes, because the flesh and the soul are constantly at battle with each other. Each other, Because the flesh doesn't care. Because the flesh, when you die, the flesh stays here. But your spirit's going to live on. So it's like your flesh could care less. So it's really important to die to your flesh. Oh my goodness. Verse 12, having your conduct honorable among the Gentiles, that they speak against you as evildoers, that they may be your good works, which they observe, glorify God in the day of visitation. Therefore, submit yourselves to every ordinances of man for the Lord's sake, whether to the king as supreme or to governors, as to those who are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers, for the praise of those who do good. For this is the will of God, that by doing good you may put to si- you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men, as free yet not using liberty as a cloak of vice, but as bond serv- as bond servants of God. Honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God, and honor the king. Servants, be submissive to your masters with all fear, not only to the good and the gentle, but also to the harsh. For this is commendable, if because of continence towards God who endures grief, suffering wrongfully. For what credit is it if you are beaten for your fault, you take it patiently. But when you do good and suffer, you take it patiently, which is commendable before God. Wow, amen. This also, that verse also goes hand in hand with what Jesus said when he said, when someone slaps you on the cheek, turn to the other cheek and let them slap the other one. Basically, don't fight the own battle because, or don't even try to take matters into your own hands because you could end up sinning. Okay, verse 21. For to this you were called because Christ also suffered for us, living, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps. Number 22. Who committed no sin, nor deceit was found in his mouth? Jesus. Amen. Who, when he was reviled, did not revile in return? When he suffered, he did not threaten, but committed himself to him who judged righteously, who himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes we were healed. For you were like sheep going astray, but now have now but now have returned to the shepherd and the overseer of your souls amen number three is watch what you look at watch what you watch let's go to luke 11 verse 34 to 35 luke 11 luke 11 verse 34 to 35 The lamp, actually, we're going to go from 33, not 34. We're going to read from 33 to 36. 
in Luke 11. No one, when he has lit, no one, when he has lit a lamp, puts it in a secret place or under a basket, but on a lampstand that those who come in may see the light. The lamp of the body is the eyes. Therefore, when your when your eye is good, the whole body also is full of light. But when your eye is bad, your body is also full of darkness. Therefore, take heed that the light which is in you is not darkness. If then your whole body is full of light, having no part dark, the whole body will be full light. As when the bright shining of the lamp of a lamp gives you light. Amen. So yeah, your eyes are your gates. You know how people say like your eyes are the windows to your soul? According to the word, that is true. Take heed to what you watch. Because what you consume, it gets deposited in your spirit. So it's important to watch what you watch. (laughs) And also listen, be careful what you listen to. I would tie that into that as well. Not just watch what you watch, but also watch what you listen to. Because whatever you listen to, if you're listening to worldly music, you are coming into agreement with that. If there's power in life and death in the tongue, which it is, which it is, um, there's power of life and death, blessing and cursing in our mouths. How much more when we come into agreement with worldly music? We don't know what spirit they're operating under or singing under when they're singing these music, when they're singing these songs, and we're coming into agreement with them and we're listening to them. And then they end up in your spirit. So listen to music that's uplifting. Listen to music that glorifies God, that exalts the Lord. Listen to, there's music, there's even Christian music that I'm a little bit questionable to as well, because some of, some Christian music can seem a little soulish um, in certain aspects, in certain hymns. So just, you know, just follow the Holy Ghost. Listen to what the Holy Ghost tells you to listen to. And you'll feel that conviction anyway when you're listening to something you're not supposed to be listening to. But yeah, just watch what you listen to because you can be coming into agreement with what they're speaking as well, um, what they're speaking with. So yeah, just be be mindful of that. Okay, number four is abstain from sexual immorality for the singles. All right, I'm one of them. Abstaining from sexual immorality. Now we can make a whole episode on this, which I definitely feel my spirit to do at some point. It is so important. Like God, if you're single and you're listening to this, God has a spouse out there tailor-made for you. Tailor-made for you. Like you have what they need. They have what you need. And it's going to be a perfect unity when the Lord permits it to, um, when the Lord aligns you guys together at the right timing. But like, if I had known before, I mean, I'm a new creation in Christ, amen, anyway, but I'm just saying like, wait for your spouse, wait for your spouse. If you have never been with anyone before, keep it that way until you're married, because there is such a holiness and it's just something beautiful about being in covenant with someone that God has ordained for you. And 
sex was intended for marriage within the confinement of marriage because in that marriage covenant there's protection and god created it created god created sex for marriage uh, god created sex for married people to enjoy not for us to abuse that and not even have standards for ourselves but just to abuse ourselves there's protection in that there's protection in waiting till marriage there's protection in being pure till marriage because you want to honor your spouse in that way and if you have before and you got saved again make that commitment today with the lord make a commitment to remaining pure your purity abstaining from sex until you're married until the lord brings that person for you and he will do that he will do that okay don't think that god can't redeem the time or he can't renew that area you know a lot of christian women have questions about that too but yes the lord makes you a new creation all things are new born again Haki, born again so the that old person that old person passed away behold all the lord makes the old person has passed away. Behold, the Lord makes all things new. All things new. So just know that that's also including your purity. Yes, your purity as well. And I'll even say this, you know, because I'm not ashamed. I mean, I, I'm not ashamed of this I'm not because the Lord delivered me from it. And I'm talking about someone who died because I'm a completely new and different person. But the Lord took me during that purification process he also led me to break soul ties in my past relationships, like completely break soul ties. Any soul tie I had to that person, where now I have no connections with anyone from my past, even friendships, which I didn't even know until recently that you can have unhealthy soul ties, not just sexually with the opposite sex, but also in friendships, which could hinder your walk with the Lord. Because you're tied, whatever whoever whatever person you open up to and tell about your life, that's why it's not good to tell everyone about your life or get close to everyone. Only those that God has put in your life to speak for you for them to speak into your life. But don't allow, don't be telling everybody and everybody all your personal business. Oh, honey, no, 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 no. Because first of all, one of them could be a Judas, and number two, just like protect that you know protect that like don't protect your heart because you can create an unhealthy soul tie with someone that you don't even really know so create good and healthy soul ties with good people that the lord has placed in your life the ones that you can trust because yes you can create soul ties with friends as well with close close friends um not just you not just the opposite sex so yeah, if you if you have if, if anything's coming to mind and the Lord's putting someone on your heart that's a friend, a close friend that or maybe you were friends with in the past that's still in the world, that's still caught up in the things of the world. Like, thank you, Lord, for just dis, dis uh, from disassociating myself and removing myself from that unhealthy soul tie. So that way I'm not so invested in that person. Number five is guard your heart. Again, that goes hand in hand with that as well too, amen. Guarding your heart. So that's gonna be in Proverbs 4, 23. The Lord had led me to this before actually a couple times. 
because like I I'm just I love people and sometimes it's like I could be so nice I just let anybody in the Lord had the Lord I'm not gonna say the Lord had the Lord is teaching me how to create proper boundaries with certain people and also when I first get to know people like I just can't be out there trusting everybody everybody like no 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 you gotta use discernment and you gotta create healthy boundaries to protect your heart protect your heart amen Okay, Proverbs, oh no, Proverbs 4, 23. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. Amen. That's what I was talking about earlier. I did not know it was this verse. Amen. Another, another, um, another compare, another translation says, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. And NLT says, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Oh my goodness. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Wow. Wow. Amen. You see why it's important to guard your heart. Guard your heart. Don't just let anyone have access to your heart. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's good to have healthy boundaries. It's good to have boundaries with certain people. And also going back to kind of twisting this with marriage is guarding your heart, but also protecting not only your heart, but your spouse's heart too. So like, you know, not telling, not telling and complaining to your friends about your spouse or what's going on in your marriage. That's between you and your husband. That's between you and your husband. Don't demise and demean your husband in front of people. That's one of the worst things you could possibly do. That's what I learned in um, the Love Walk class with Pastor Donica, Pastor Rodney's wife, was like, never correct your husband in public. Never demonize him in public. Like, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. You want to honor your husband in public. You want to honor your husband's name, even behind closed doors. Like, always honor and uplift your husband don't speak bad about him and don't talk bad about him to other people and don't just don't tell him your business like you are one flesh it's you and another person keep it what keep that keep protect that covenant by not telling other people what's going on about um about your marriage just keep that between you and your husband and the lord because he knows them better than you know them and he knows you better than you know you so just you know unless like you absolutely have to go to a pastor if anything you know go to like a spiritual leadership if something's not working out but other than that yeah let's not let's not talk bad about our friends let's not talk bad about our um our spouses our friends don't need to know what's going on in our marriage right because then that could change the view that could change their view on your spouse so yeah that's a no <laughs> that's a no okay yes so wow guys that is the five ways to remain pure according to the word amen now just in closing it is so late <laughs> just in closing um, let's pray together. Psalms 51. 
Psalms 51. If you feel like you are clogged up in your heart, if you feel like you have some bitterness, unforgiveness, if you just feel like there's a hindrance on your heart or you felt convicted of something and you need the Lord's help on getting rid of that, I encourage you to meditate and pray Psalms 51. Now let's do it together. I'm going to read it in the New Kings James Version. And then I'm going to say another prayer with you guys and we can close this out. <laughs> okay, Psalms 51. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies. Blot out our transgressions. Wash us thoroughly from our iniquity, Lord, and cleanse us from our sins. For we acknowledge our transgressions, and our sin is always before us. Against you, you only have we sinned, and done this evil in your sight, that you may be found just when you speak, and blameless when you judge, Lord. Behold, we were born, we were born in iniquity, and in sin did our mother conceive us. Behold, you desire truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part you will make us to know wisdom. Purge us with hyssop, and purge us with hyssop, and we shall be clean. Wash us, and we shall be whiter than snow. Make us hear joy and gladness, that the bones that the bones you have broken may rejoice. Hide your face from our sins. And blot out all of our iniquities, Lord. Create in us a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within us. Do not cast, do not cast us away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from us. Restore to us the joy of our salvation, and uphold us by your generous spirit. Then we will teach transgressors your ways. And sinners shall be converted to you, Lord. Deliver us from the gulf of bloodshed, O God, the God of our salvation. And our tongue shall sing aloud of your righteousness. O Lord, o Lord, open our lips, and our mouth shall show forth your praise. For you do not desire sacrifice, or we would give it. You do not delight in burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit a broken and a contrite heart. These, O oh God, you will not despise. Be good in your good pleasure to Zion. Build the walls of Jerusalem. Then we shall be pleased with the sight. No, then you, Lord, shall be pleased with the sacrifices of righteousness, with burnt offering and whole burnt offering. Then they shall offer bulls on your altar. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I just want to ask if anyone is listening to this podcast for the very first time and you have never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I want to ask you this question tonight. If you were to breathe out your very last breath, do you know without a shadow of a doubt if you're going to heaven? I just want to let you know the Bible says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord, and whosoever calls upon his name shall be saved. And you guys are whosoever, right? 
whoever is listening to this, you're whosoever, right? You don't have to be perfect when you come to the Lord. Like I read in this podcast today, he cleans you out and makes you new. So if you have never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, just repeat this simple prayer after me with your lips and heart out loud. And you're talking to a living God. You're not talking to a deaf God. Repeat this prayer after me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me. Cleanse me. Set me free. Let me never be the same again. I turn my back on the world and I follow you, Lord Jesus. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Give me a passion for the lost, a hunger for the things of God, and a holy boldness to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm saved, I'm born again, I'm forgiven, and I'm on my way to heaven because I have Jesus in my heart. Amen. Hallelujah. Welcome to the kingdom. Welcome to the family. You have been adopted into the kingdom. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. As a minister of the gospel, I tell you today, all your sins are forgiven. Always remember to run to God, not from him, because he loves you. He knows you. He has a wonderful plan for your life. And I encourage you to get a Bible, read the word, spend time with God in the word, get get plugged in with a Holy Ghost-filled church, a Bible-believing Holy Ghost-filled church, not just any church, but a Holy Ghost-filled. Pray nothing but increase in favor and guidance and direction for you in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for this platform, and I will hear from you guys will hear from me soon. So stay tuned for the next episode, which I don't know what it is yet. I have to ask the Lord, (laughs) but I hope you enjoyed this episode. I really enjoyed doing this one. And again, I know this is not going to be the only time we talk about this. This will definitely be brought up again. So stay tuned. Bye bye.